You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We are taking advantage of the blessing of technology. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, last week we were talking about knowing God. We're just going to continue in that vein. Because if there is anything, if there's anything you should hunger for the most, it should be to know God. It should be to know God. There's a hissing sound. It's kind of distracting me. So, let's look at the Bible. Look at uh, Jeremiah chapter 9. And um, I read from verse 23. It says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. How many people are wise here? Are you wise in this house? Are you wise? Oh, you're not wise. (laughs) Yeah, if you're wise, then wave your hands. Come on, let me see the wise men, wise women. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. So it says, let the wise man not glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. Isn't it interesting that in our day and age, these are the things that we glory in? Yeah? We glory in our wisdom. We glory in our strength. We glory in our riches, our bank balances. You know? Hey, man, I just made, you know, my turnover last year was just 10 billion. Yeah. It's a good thing, but don't glory in it. Don't glory in it. Yes? But it says in verse 24, But let him who glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows me. This is what to glory in. Do you understand God? Do you know God? This should be the quest of every believer. To know Him. I remember Paul saying towards the end of his life, towards the end of his ministry, he says that I might know Him. This is somebody who was caught up in the third heavens who heard things, mysteries that he was told not to tell any human being? Huh? That's to tell you the kind of relationship he had with God. That God would just share certain things. I say, Paul, this is just for you. Don't tell anybody. It's between you and I. Do you have that kind of relationship with God? You can get it if you want. Yeah? But, but that's what he had. And that same person... He's saying that I may know him. So, if it were some of us, if we have just a fraction of what Paul had, you know what? The world (laughs) is going to be in trouble because we're going to oppress everyone with our knowledge. But not with Paul. He says that I might know him. I might know him. These days, we only want to know how to become wise. 
And that's good. It's good to be wise. But that should not be your highest pursuit. In your pursuit, you need to have priorities. Do you get my point? Because there are things you can pursue that will cost you other things. But if you pursue the knowledge of God, you won't lose anything. Because if you get it, you got everything. Got everything. And so we're living in a day and age that God's people need to know their God. Not just to know about Him. Because Daniel says, They that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So you see that the knowledge, your knowledge of God is what gives you real strength. Then your knowledge of God is what gives you real wisdom. And your knowledge of God is what gives you real wealth. Hallelujah. Yes. So that's why if you pursue the knowledge of God, you'll get every other thing. But if you pursue other things, you can miss God. You can get what you pursue, but you miss God. And what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You see, so it's time for us to pursue God. Hallelujah. There's always more about God. I know you've, you've experienced a little bit here and there, but there is more for you. But it's your hunger that will determine what you experience. I've told you before, in the realm of the spirit, hunger is currency. You buy spiritual things with hunger. Hallelujah. Yes. He says, O ye that thirst, come and drink. He says, why spend money on that which does not satisfy? Huh? You need to thirst and you need to Hunger. If you are hungry, you will be fed. So many times we don't experience God as we should because we don't have enough hunger for God. We have hunger for other things. And it's not bad to be hungry for other things, but your hunger for God must supersede every other hunger. You get my point? Your hunger for God must supersede your hunger for a wife. Come on, single people. Yeah, because if you find God, you will find a wife in God. Your hunger for God must supersede your hunger for a husband. Hello, ladies, single ladies. Single ladies in the house, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, because if you hunger for, 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 for a man and you miss God, you get a man that, is, that, is, that doesn't know God's presence then you're in trouble. You see? So God, God is the only guarantee of everything that you need in life. So some people pursue success to the point where they miss God. They achieve success, but then they miss God. That's not wise. Touch someone and say, that's not smart. Hallelujah. You're smarter than that. Amen. So, I want us to 
to, to develop our hunger for Him. Yes. Let Him who glories, glory in this, that He understands and knows me. That I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Can you see? God delights in those that know Him and understand Him and want to know Him and want to understand Him more. You know, I made a quality decision years ago. I will pursue God more than any other thing. And so because of that, I don't want inferior substitutes. Okay? Because not everything satisfies. You get my point. Not everything satisfies. And even in this year of revelation, you, we, it's not just revelation for revelation, but you need to know Him. You want Him to be revealed to you. Hallelujah. Why do you think that a man like Moses, who had met God in the burning bush, right, experienced the, present, the power of God, he has seen like miracles, Signs, wonders, marvels, whatever you call it. He has experienced these things. Nobody on earth had experienced these things. But yet, in Exodus 33, he says, show me your glory. He says, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your glory. Hallelujah. Yes. So, he didn't camp around his last visitation. He didn't camp around the last time he went on the mountain. He didn't camp around the last time that he was in the tent of meeting where the glory cloud would come down and God would speak to him like a man speaks to his friends. He, didn't, he wasn't satisfied with that. And then he got to a point, he says, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your glory. He was hungry for the glory of God. He said, but I, I thought you've seen the glory of God already. The Shekinah glory. He was there every day. You know, in the daytime, it will be a pillar. There's a pillar of cloud in the daytime, a pillar of fire at night. Those are different manifestations of the glory of God. He was seeing this every day, and not only that, he was seeing it in the tent of meeting and on the mountain. And yet, he says, show me your glory. There's something about that kind of hunger. But in our generation today, I'm sorry to say most Christians don't even desire to know God. They just want to know about God. They just want to be more religious. Hmm? They just want to be more churchy. But then, in terms of knowing God, they don't know God. I'm still trying to know Him. I know Him a little bit like this. Because he is vast. He's vast and I'm saying, Lord, I want to know you more. I'm hungry for more. There's got to be more than this. Touch someone and say there's more. 
If you have space for more in your heart, God will give you more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if your heart, if, if you don't create space for more in your heart, you can't receive more. It doesn't, God doesn't just come and drop it on you. He's the one that taught us, don't cast pearl before swine. Yeah? And don't give that which is precious to dogs. They don't have any sense of value. That's what he's trying to say. They don't have any sense of value. So you don't take, you don't take your, you know, your gold ring or gold whatever and, and, and go put it, or gold chain and put it around your dog's neck. It's not going to appreciate that. Huh? Like one man put, got, a, got a diamond whatever for his dog. It's like, hello. Listen to Jesus. You won't do such things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Reading the Bible makes you wise. If you, if you don't read the Bible, you will do dumb things. You see? Yeah, you'll do dumb things because you can afford to. Yeah. Well, some people just, be, I can afford it, so I do it. But then it's dumb. Whew. Turn to someone, I know you're smarter than that. You're smarter. I know. I can see it. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. Yes. Knowing God is the ultimate. It should be our ultimate pursuit. It should be our ultimate hunger. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, I think it's verse 8. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be what? Filled. They shall be filled. But if you are not hungry, God is going to bypass you and look for the hungry person. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you. God is not going to bypass me. <laughs> Come on. Say, not me, not me. <laughs> It's not going to bypass me. I wouldn't allow it. Hallelujah. I wouldn't allow it. You remember um, blind Bartimaeus? This guy was blind and he heard that Jesus was passing. I mean, he didn't have eyes to even see Jesus passing. But he just heard. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then the religious people say, Ish, hush, quiet. Don't disturb the master. Quiet. And he raised his voice the more. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy. Have mercy. And guess what? Jesus says, come, come. And the guy, you know, he, he throws away his, his, his robe and he makes his way to Jesus. And he gets to Jesus and Jesus says, what? What do you want? Now, that's, it's, it's almost like an illogical question. Because, I mean, Jesus, can't you see he's blind? What, why do you ask him what he wants? You can see he's blind. Say, no, you don't just assume. Hallelujah. You don't just assume. So, Jesus says, what do you want? And the guy says, that I might receive my sight. That's what his, that was the hunger he had. Do you get my point? 
That's what he used to pay for his sight. He used hunger to pay for his sight. That was the currency he used to transact with Jesus. He gave Jesus hunger. Jesus gave him sight. Hallelujah. What are you going to give Jesus? What are you hungry for? Oh God, just do something. Do something. That is, that is the most dumb prayer anybody can pray. Something, do you know what something can God do something. God can just grow your toe. And make it longer than normal. It's something. At least he has done something. Huh? God do something. Okay, God do something. He can just... Decide, put you to sleep. Is that what you want? Is that what you're hungry for? If you're hungry for something, you need to go with your hunger. Some people pray and they don't receive because they pray without hunger. That's it. They just come, they just feel, oh, well, I'm entitled, you know, God, you know, Jesus has paid for it, so... Yeah, Jesus has paid for it, but Jesus didn't... <laughs> he paid for it to give you access. Okay? So what Jesus did gave you access. That's why you can approach God. Hallelujah. But he didn't pay for your hunger. You are supposed to use your hunger to pay for what you want. That's the problem with Christianity. Because we feel so entitled. And it's good to be entitled. But you need to put things into perspective. So you just think, okay, um, alright, I've read my Bible today. By the way, our Bible reading, are you going on? Yeah. Going strong? Yeah. Reading your Bible? Yeah. Fantastic. Alright. So you've read your Bible, you've... you've, you've, you've You've been faithful in tithing, giving. You've been faithful. You, you know, you've done all, you've ticked all the boxes. What about your hunger? Let's measure your hunger. Because <laughs> that's what God will use. These other things, they are good to do. Do you understand? It's like, it's like the Pharisees, Jesus said that, look, you know, there are things, you know, you, you focus more. On, on, on tithes and on, on all this giving and all of that. You focus more on that, but there are other things that you also need to not leave behind. Some people take that scripture to say that Jesus, you know, Jesus says you shouldn't tithe. Well, it's according to your hunger. Say, it's according to your hunger. Hallelujah. Whatever you want to do with God, if you want to transact with God, I am giving you the key to successful transactions with God. It's hunger. Hallelujah. Hunger. Find ways to increase your hunger. Find ways to increase your hunger because hunger is something that, you know... Uh, if you're not hungry, it's, it's a problem. You know that if the doctors will tell you, I mean, imagine someone like, 
I, I remember when, when we were still growing up as, as kids, my brother and I would love to play so much, we wouldn't want to eat because we wanted to play. And my mom would get so upset because we were not eating and we're, you know, we're getting, um, we're losing so much weight for our age. You know, and people will look and they say, this boy is, <laughs> you know, but we're not hungry. So guess what? She got us some multivitamins and she would give us this thing. Oh my God. I don't know. When you take that thing, you just, you want to eat. You want to eat. And you eat and eat and eat. And after some time, not a few hours, you are back again. You want to eat again. I don't know what it was. I don't remember. But I know there was something that made us to eat. Some Christians need that. <laughs> they need that so that they can be hungry for spiritual things. Some Christians are more hungry for carnal things. That will not add anything to their spirituality. That will not add anything to their knowledge of God. It will not add anything to their spiritual growth. It will not add anything to their eternity. It will not add anything to who they are in the spirit. You know, in the spirit, it's just like the natural. Just like in the natural, you have stature. People, you know, they are men of great stature. The Bible tells us about there are people, people are like that in the spirit as well. Some people are statue, you know, they've, they've got good stature in the spirit. Then some people in the spirit, they are like toothpick. So imagine you are going to face, you're going to face uh, uh, a, a giant, a spiritual giant, and you are like a toothpick. How are you going to do it? I know it's not by size, but <laughs> it's by the spirit. That is your spiritual state. I'm not, you know, toothpick is a spiritual. Touch someone say toothpick is a spiritual state. <laughs> yeah, it's like the sons of Skiva, the seven sons of Skiva. Remember them? We adjure you by the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. That's a toothpick trying to talk to a giant. And he said, hey, let me teach you a lesson. Learn to respect dignitaries. Don't talk to me like that. If Paul talks to me like that, you saw Paul talking to me like that. You don't know his stature. You don't know his stature. You think Paul just said it because he, he could, you know, recite it? No. There is a spiritual stature as well. Are you getting my point? And you attain this by knowing God. Hallelujah. Daniel 11.32 They that know their God shall be strong. If you know God, it increases your stature in the spirit. So you don't want to go face a giant like a toothpick. Don't bring me the story of David and Goliath. 
Because David was small physically, but in the spirit, he had stature. In the spirit, he was bigger than Goliath. You get my point? Yeah, because he knew his God. And he had to even convince the king. He said, king, hey, don't look, don't look at my size. Dynamites come in small packages. So I might look small physically, but in the spirit, oh my word. Let me give you two examples. He says, when I was looking after my father's sheep, a bear came. And I fought that thing. And I killed it with my bands. And the lion came as well. Took a lamb. I went after it. If it's some of us who say, ah, it's just one. <laughs> Let him just go. If I tell my dad, he will understand. Daddy will say, smart boy. Huh? It's better to lose a lamb than to lose a son. So the father would have praised him. But, oh, no, no, no. Not somebody who has met with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Not somebody who knows God. Amen. He went after that lion, opened the mouth of the lion, and rescued the lamb, and then killed the lion. Hallelujah. He looked small in stature, but in the spirit he was a giant. And when he faced Goliath, Goliath is... Big, a giant in the physical, in the spiritual, is a toothpick. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so don't be intimidated by any situation. You just need to know God. Hallelujah. If you know God, I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. Amen. Are you hungry? Oh, are you too bored to be in God's presence? What is interesting then? If, if, if God's presence is boring, oh my word. What is, what is it that interests you? That obviously speaks volumes. It speaks of a spiritual condition. When somebody is sick, normally they lose appetite. Am I correct, Doc? Yeah, we lose appetite. So many of us, the reason we are not hungry for God is because we are spiritually... <laughs> okay, fill in the blanks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So if I'm not hungry, what do I do, Pastor? Cry. Go to God and cry for hunger. Tell him, Lord, give me hunger. <laughs> I want to be made hungry. <laughs> yeah. He says, ask and you shall receive. I want to be hungry for hunger. Or I am hungry for hunger. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And God will answer that prayer. I remember... Um, this great intercessor, Rhys Howells. Rhys Howells was, the Lord called him to the ministry of intercession and says, I want you to lay your life down 
and to serve me in the place of prayer as an intercessor. You know what? Rizal said, Lord, I'm not willing. <laughs> he says, I am not willing. In other words, I'm not interested. And the Lord asked him, do you want to be made willing? He says, yes. Hallelujah. Because remember, it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Hallelujah. So even if you don't have it, if you ask for it, God will do it. God will do it. Years ago, I um, had a brother in church in Cape Town those days. The guy wasn't hungry. His, his, his wife was the one hungry for God. He, he, just, he was just following the wife. So each time we try to talk to him, he's just looking at you, you know. So one day we had a heart-to-heart conversation. You know, those deep conversations. Man-to-man. I said, you know, God can help you. But you have to open your heart. Revelation 3.20, remember? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Glory to God. Yeah. So we prayed. As we speak, this guy is looking for everybody he meets. He wants to teach them the word of God. Isn't that interesting? So that means that prayer worked. Yes. So if you feel, because as I'm talking like this, I know some people will say, oh, pastor, you're just making me feel guilty now. No, it's not about feeling guilty. You need to see how bad your situation is. Uh-huh. And then ask for help. And then you will appreciate the help when it comes. Hallelujah. We need to know God. I want to know Him. I want to know Him. I want to know you more and more. Yes, Lord. Just lay your hand on me once again, Lord. I want to know you more and more and more and more. Because I know there is more. It doesn't stop with how Moses knew God. It doesn't stop with how Abraham knew God. It doesn't even stop with how Enoch walked with God. Do you understand? It stops with where Jesus, how Jesus knew God. That's our example. So if Jesus, the way Jesus knew the Father, you have the right, you have the access you have the legal right to approach God and to press in for the same dimension. Because we are joint heirs with Him. As joint heirs, we have equal access to the Father. In other words, Jesus does not have more right to the Father than you. He doesn't. As Son of Man, He doesn't have more access to the Father than you. But what are we doing with the access? He came down, shed his blood. Huh? He made 
uh, a new and living way. In Hebrew it says, by a new and living way, huh? we enter into the holiest by the blood. So the blood was shed for you to come to the Father. All the other things are just fringe benefits. The main thing is you getting close to the Father. You getting reconciled to the Father. That's the main thing. He came to restore what Adam lost. And not only that, he has taken you even higher than where Adam was. Hallelujah. Because as the last Adam, as the last Adam, he came... As the last Adam, he came, and all that he achieved is now credited to your account. Where Adam failed, where the first Adam failed, the last Adam succeeded. Hallelujah. So you and I can go. I want to provoke you to be more hungry for God. More hungry for God. Press in. Know God more. If he reveals something, get excited, celebrate it. Tomorrow he said, God, okay, that was yesterday. What about today? Amen? Amen. Yeah. There are, you can, you, 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 you can go any direction to know him. <laughs> Let's look at... Uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus. And as he's praying for the church. Chapter 3. He says in verse 14. He says. For this reason I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And verse 16, that he will grant, he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I want to be full with the fullness of God. I don't know about you. I want to. I want to step out. I want to get to a point where when I step out, people will come to me and say, Jesus, what are you doing here? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's possible for us to get to that place. You're so full of him, so full of him that when people look at you, they won't see you. They just see him. No wonder John the Baptist prayed and says that I might decrease and that he might increase. We want to know him. So I want to zero in on one verse there. Verse 18. In verse 18, he says that I, uh, sorry, that 
we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length, the depth and the height. So those are the four directions in which you can pursue God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, um, you can either go this way, that way, that way, or that way. These are all in Him. And it's endless. Every direction is endless. Do you get my point? So, it's not just about depth, 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 depth. That's great. You can go deeper, deeper. There are, it's endless. Okay? If you're searching the things of God, going into the things of God, it's endless. Go deep, deep, deep. It's endless. Infinity. <laughs> but then, if you want to go high, the heights rise higher, higher, higher. It's endless as well, according to your hunger. It's according to your hunger. Hallelujah. If you want to go lengthwise, you want the length. Ooh, 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 yeah. It's endless as well. So any direction, touch your neighbor, say any direction. Any direction. It's endless. endless. So there is no regulation. Nobody has the right to regulate your hunger for God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Nobody. There's no human being. Even God himself does not regulate your hunger. You have to choose. You have to choose. And I choose to go all directions. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. There are times I want to go higher, higher. There are times I want to go deeper, deeper. There are times I want to go wider. Sometimes I want it longer. Hallelujah. Yes. God. And these are all in God. You know, we all came out of Him. The entire universe came out of Him. God is just this massive being. Your mind can't even comprehend it. Your mind does not have the ability to try to figure it out, to, you know, to compute it. it it's, it's not possible. There's nothing. Because even the angels in heaven, there are aspects of God that they don't see. That's why in, the, uh, in, in Isaiah chapter 6, when he had that experience, and he was given... Uh, he was he, he, he had that vision of heaven and he saw the Lord. He says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And then he says, His train filled the temple. Huh? And then the angels cried, Holy, 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 holy. And then some were flying around. Huh? With their, they were flying with their wings. Huh? They, 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 they covered their, their feet, they flew, and then what? Their faces. 
So in other words, God would, what, what would happen is this. God would just show something. Whoop, they see it. Ooh, holy, holy, holy. Then they lift up the ah, Another revelation. And every glimpse is another revelation. So they can't stop saying holy. They can't stop. So they are there, right there, before his throne. And yet, they can't stop saying it. Why? Because every view, every vision blows them. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you who your father is. I'm trying to help you to, you know, stretch your imagination and see who your father is. That's who he is. And then we are here. And hell, just little miracles satisfy us. And that's all. You think that's all about him? There is so much more. There is so much more. But we have not been trained to be hungry for more. So when we have one testimony, we just camp around that. You know, it's like when, when Peter and, 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 and James and John were at the uh, Mount of Transfiguration and Moses and Elijah came down. This is not even the father. This is Moses and Elijah. Peter saw, oh my God, let's, let's, let's make three tents here. Let's camp here. Let's camp at this experience. You know that... The father didn't even listen to them. The father didn't even pay attention. He says, hey, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Don't stop blabbing. Keep quiet. Don't talk about what you don't understand. Listen to him. He will tell you what to do. Hallelujah. So there's more. Touch your neighbor. Say there's more. There's more. Go for more. Go for more. In spiritual things, it's okay to be Oliver Twist. Ask for more. Ask for more. Go for more. Yeah. After having seconds, go for another one, the third, then the fourth, then the fifth, then the sixth, then the seventh. Just keep going. There is more than enough. More than enough. So you need to pursue him. Seek to know him. Seek to know him. That is the most honorable pursuit. That is the most life-changing pursuit. That is the most destiny-molding pursuit. Knowing God. It's good to know about life. It's good to know about you know, relationships. It's good to know about um, economics. It's good to know about you know, all those things. They're good. But they're not the ultimate. The ultimate. I don't know about you. I want the ultimate. Yes? Yeah. Let's make that our pursuit. Let's make that our goal. And press towards that. Press towards that. You say, Jesus, but yesterday, that was revelation for yesterday. What about today? Yesterday is gone. 
Yesterday's manner was for yesterday. What about today's manner? There's a reason why he told them to only, you know, when he was providing manna for them in the wilderness, he said, collect the day's portion. There's a reason for that. You can't amass it. Some of them tried. The thing got rotten. You need fresh revelation. Fresh revelation. Listen, I appreciate orthodoxy. I appreciate the, 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 the theologians of the 18th century and, and you know, and and so on. But let me tell you, God is doing something fresh. Amen. God is progressive. The God we serve is a progressive God. I cannot camp in the 18th century. I refuse. I want it fresh. Hallelujah. I was praying and I was asking him for some fresh things. There's something I've not experienced and I want him to give it to me. So I've started asking. Guess what? I'm going to knock and knock and knock and knock until he says, all right, I can see you are really hungry. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. That's what the Bible says. So what do you desire? What are you hungry for? The proof of desire is pursued. Yeah. So you can't just wake up and wish. No, no, no. A wish is too weak. To move God. A wish is too inferior for spiritual transactions. Amen. You can tweet that. <laughs> Tell, a wish is too weak for spiritual transactions. You need desires. Desires are strong. Burning. Red hot. That's what you need. Some of us have not, have not experienced God because we are still operating in the level of desires and we think, I mean in the level of wishes, and we think that we have desires. If you have a desire, one of the things you, you how you know a desire is that you, never, you will never stop until you get it. But if it's a wish, ah, something distracts you, you've forgotten. That's a wish. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes uh, you, 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 you want something from God and you begin to pursue and pursue. And the enemy sees that, oh my God, you might get this thing. So what does he do? He strikes a deal with you without you knowing. He just gives you something that will excite you. And then you take it and you are celebrating it. You are testifying, but you have left your desire. You've forgotten or your wish. <laughs> because if it's truly a desire, you will, oh, is this coming? Okay, you take it. We're going this way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. That's why God cannot bless some people with, you know, cannot make some people millionaires. Why? Because if they get it, he won't see them again. <laughs> and a million rand is not a lot of money. It's very little. Hmm? Less than $10,000. Hey. You know? 100000 sorry. I, I just knew. What did I do? What did I just do now? 
Am I in heaven or am I on the earth? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Just $100,000. Less. Yeah. And then you like, oh, yeah, oh my. Breakthrough, breakthrough. And God is watching. When is this my child going to have proper desire? But you see, you, you can pursue him to a point where it doesn't matter what comes. You're still like, no, I want more. Amen. I want more of him. Amen? Amen? Breakthrough comes. I want more. Hallelujah. You, you have, they call you for this. They release this. Open, this door opens. This door opens. You, yeah. Thank you. But Amen. this is it. This is the main thing. This is the main thing I want. Hallelujah. Because I've seen people, you know, oh, pastor, you know, the doctor said, I can't conceive. I've done this, I've done this. And that. Okay, fine, fine. We pray, pray. Then after, boom, miracle happens. You conceive. Now, you won't see them again. It's like, oh, where is this person? Ah, the desire or the commitment was because of a child. So if your ultimate pursuit is for a material thing, when you get it, you won't have the passion to pursue God again. Because that was your motive all along for coming to church. Are you getting my point? Yeah. And I've seen it as well with ministers. You know, they, oh, they are fasting, they are praying, they are doing everything. Ooh, breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Boom, things happen. Now the church is exploding, things are happening. And guess what? No more prayer. No more prayer. It's now, yeah, you know, it's good grammar. It's now elocution. It's now, you know. Powerful motivational speeches and all that. And, and there's a place for those. But, you know, where, where God has, you left God in the, in, 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 in the secret place where you used to meet him. Because now he has opened the floodgates. And that is an indication that that's your motive. All that time you were saying, I love you, Lord. It, it was wrong motive. It was not because you loved him. You loved what he could do. So I've seen it many times. I have friends that I can look at and say, what happened to you? Huh? We used to pray together. We used to cry to God together. We used to do this. What happened to you? Doors have opened. That's what has happened. Doors have opened. Now you make fun of people who are praying. You make fun of people who are seeking God. You make fun of people who are hungry for God. Hello? May we not fall into that category. Amen. I pray that God will help us Amen. to be consistent, to stay on that track. Say, Lord, I don't care. I've told the Lord, Lord, even if it's a lifetime, I don't mind. As long as I have you, I'm okay. Hallelujah. 
That's what matters the most. You can take everything I have. Just leave me with him. And I'll be satisfied. I'll be satisfied. As long as my soul, I still have my soul. And I still have breath. I'm okay. Hallelujah. You remember that hymn? It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. You know the history of that hymn? Stafford was a businessman. He was a, he was a business tycoon. And he was trapped. He, he, they were going to uh, Europe on vacation from America. So he had some business to take care of. And he asked the wife and the kids to go. And he would join them. The wife and the kids on their way had a shipwreck. They had a shipwreck and they all died. So by the time he got there, he was told this is what happened. And while he was in Europe, his business, something happened to his business. And then he said, it is well with my soul. That's how that song came about. It is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. So if his serving God was based on what he could uh, uh, what he could get only when he lost his family, he would have turned his back on God. But he didn't. His soul was intact. So because my soul is still intact and I still have breath, it is well with me. It's like Job. Same story. Same story. No matter what I go through, I will still hold on to him. Even if he slays me, yet will I praise him. Many of us cannot stand the test of love. So sometimes God will allow you to go through certain things just to test if your love is for real. It's not because of anything. It's not that he, he hates you. It's not that he... Listen. In heaven, some angels rebelled against him. Right there in heaven, right? He's not going to allow that happen again. So he's going to make sure that everyone that goes there has been tested. Hallelujah. So that one day you don't wake up in heaven and try to plan a coup against God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Mighty God, I think we should pray. Why don't you talk to, yourself, to, to the Lord? Just tell the Lord, Lord, I want to know you. Ask him. Yes, Lord. Lord, I need you. Help me to love you more. I want to know you. 
Mighty God. Mighty God. Jesus, my Lord. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Mighty God. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. I pray, oh God, for everyone listening to me that you will move upon their hearts. Oh God. Stir up a hunger in this place. A hunger, oh Father, that cannot be quenched. Lord, my God, intensify our hunger for you. Lord, my God, we don't want to serve you just for what you can do for us. We want to serve you because we love you. We want to worship you because we love and appreciate you. Help us, O oh God, remove every wrong motive in our hearts. Remove, O oh Father God, every desire that robs us of intimacy with you. Mighty God, I pray for everyone. I pray for everyone in this house and everyone listening. Oh, Father God, on YouTube, on TV, or podcast, Lord, I pray that you will move in their hearts, oh God. Move. My Lord and my God, do a work in our hearts. Establish within us a true desire for you. Like the songwriter say, more love, more power. Oh God, we want to love you more. We want to know you more. It's not just about what you do. It's about who you are. It's about who you are. Help us, oh God. My Lord and my God. I pray, oh Father, that your hand will come upon us. Your hand will come upon every single one of us, O oh God. Do a deep work, a deep work, O oh God, that will establish us firm in this area, O oh God. Let our love for you increase. Let it increase more and more and more. Jesus, my Lord. Jesus, my Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I want to know you more. I want to love you more. Oh, my God. I want to please you more. I want to know intimacy with you. Oh, my God. I want to go beyond religious practices. I want to go beyond superficiality. But I want to go deeper and deeper into you. Deeper into your heart. I want to go higher and higher, oh God. My Lord and my God, I pray. I pray for your people, oh God. Whatever is contending with our relationship with you. I take authority over that. I bind them right now. I break them, oh God. 
in the name of Jesus. I command idols, every idol in the hearts of your people to be removed, to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let there be true intimacy. Oh, Father. We don't just want what you can do. We want who you are. We want to know you more. We want to love you more. We want to go deeper and deeper and deeper in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, my Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now say this after me, Heavenly Father. I receive your word. I believe your word. Through your word tonight, I receive grace. Grace for intimacy. Grace to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to go deeper. I want to go higher. I want to go wider. In you, my knowledge of you needs to be upgraded. Help me, O oh God. Help me, O oh God. Help me, O oh God. In the areas where I'm not hungry for you. In the areas where I'm not hungry for you. Give me hunger. Give me hunger. Give me hunger. Give me hunger. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I give you glory. I give you glory. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on, we're going to make some declarations. Mandala basukaba. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Glory to the Father. Glory to the Son. Glory to the Spirit. Yes. Just begin to bless the Lord. Appreciate Him. Appreciate Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Say this after me. Say, dear God, dear God, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are the Father of glory. You are the Father of glory. I pray that you may give to me. I pray that you may give to me the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, and revelation in the knowledge of you. And revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of my understanding, the eyes of my understanding, being enlightened, being enlightened, that I may know, that I may know what is the hope of your calling. What is the hope of your calling? What are the riches of your inheritance? What are the riches of your inheritance? 
the glory of your inheritance. The glory of your inheritance in the saints. In the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness? And what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us? Of your power toward us who believe, who believe according to the working, according to the working of your mighty power, of your mighty power which you worked in Christ, which you worked in Christ when you raised him from the dead, when you raised him from the dead and seated him, and seated him at your right hand, at your right hand. In the heavenly places, in the heavenly places, far above, far above all principality, all principalities, and power, and power, and might, and might, and dominion, and dominion, and every name that is named, and every name that is named, not only in this age, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come, but also in that which is to come. And you put all things under His feet, and you put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be the head, and gave Him to be the head over all things. Over all things. to the church, the church, which is his body, which is his body, the fullness of him, the fullness, the fullness of, of him, him, who fills all in all, who fills all in all. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Let's appreciate the Lord. Come on. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.